Welcome to the Final Whistle Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast for all of our reoccurring listeners. Today is... I'm sorry. I'm here with my... I'm your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host today. Andrew, what's here? Today's a special episode. Today's an episode where we in-depth... Well, we, where, we, where we discuss Chelsea in-depth. And it's about to be a rough one from angry points to just sad points to... We, yeah, we, we're depressing. gonna we're, exactly depressing. Um, we're gonna critique everything from the board all the way down to the field. So let's get it started. Let us get started. All right, Andrew, where do you want to start? Uh, how about with the today's result? We're officially the bottom club in West London. We're below Fulham and Brentford. Yep, we're not even what the top four club in the entire London. We're now Spurs are ahead. We're, um, we're not even in the top four of London. Exactly, it's it's absolutely demoralizing, if I'm being honest. And um, we before like, really, we, think about it, we went from a high of after that cha- that Champions League win of having debates with Arsenal fans saying this is a tipping point if you guys don't get your stuff together the next few seasons that mm-hmm. Chelsea can end up passing them as a bigger mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. We went from there to Navi being the top four in London now. Yeah, and we're tenth on the table on? with more games played than some of the teams above us. So <laughs> it's 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 a slipping slope. I was looking at the the table today, and these stats are relegation stats. I'm, I'm if I'm keeping it a hundred percent, these stats are relegation stats, yeah. and it, it's not. It's not. It's we not have good. in the last nine games, we have less wins, less points, less goals than every team in the Prem. Every yeah. team. I think. I think. Potter came in and won his first nine games, or undefeated in his first nine games, and then the last uh, six defeats, nah, not even a uh, couple of draws. It's 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 bad. And the worst part is the performances. Like the worst performance for me mm-hmm. so far is the one against City. And I don't want anybody um say to me, oh, but it's City. No, if we played, if if or. Basically, your C team played against City midweek in a Premier League game. Yes, yes, I, I, I can get the point where City um, might have not had their best day. But even some of the City players like Grealish and Mari said after the game, this was a tough game for them because we played well during that game. And then a couple of days later, Potter plays Humphreys, um, Lewis Hall around the back, and they absolutely got crucified. Mm-hmm. It was appalling. Honestly, for me, I think our worst result in the last like eight or so games is probably that Nottingham Forest performance. Oh, bro. When we drew 1 1, that was abysmal against Nottingham Forest. Absolutely hard. We had almost, we had one shot on target, and that was the goal we had. It, and Absolutely. that was barely made out of anything. Like, yeah. I, it was such an abysmal performance. It was like I wanted Potter sacked, but I knew that doesn't change anything. Yeah, we're, it doesn't change we're in a situation where we where we can't just rely on a new manager bounce like and we that, have been. And that's the thing. Even if you get a new manager bounce, I didn't want to get into this section of it so early, but let, we're here. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, yes, you can have a new manager bounce, but that new manager bounce can only continue to the end of the season if it's a big-name manager. For example, Zinedine Zidane. 
mm-hmm. someone who's accomplished so much in the game that these players have no choice but to look up to him. There's a rhetoric out there that Graham Potter, while he turned things around at Swansea, while he changed the playing style of um, Brighton, players are going to be like, okay, we are a different level than any other players you've dealt with at this level. This is a different club. And who are you to tell us what to do? Right? There is that rhetoric going around that Graham Potter is out of his depth. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and my my thing on that is really, like, I get he has that master's degree on, like, and especially on human relations, I believe, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And then he has, like, especially a very high EQ, and he's very known for this. Mm -hmm. But I don't think these players need that, like, soft approach, honestly. Mm -hmm. I honestly think they need some, like, old school just yelling at some, like, straight, like, at this point, they just need some, like, smacking around or something. Not honestly, like literal they need abuse, cool. obviously, but yeah. like, and that's they the need thing. something like a kick in the ass, essentially. And that's the thing that I appreciated with Tuku. Yes, I was one of the the ones calling for Tuku's head because if you roll it back not far far ago, Tuku was in the same boat. The reason why I was calling for Tuku's head it, it was a bit different because at that time we had players fit, um, and we. Mm-hmm we were losing games that we were not supposed to. And the reason why we were one of the main reasons why I was calling for Tuku's head. If you look at that team, when we weren't doing so great on a Tuku, we still had a proper defense. Midfield was solid. It was just that Tuku had 18 months and the problem, and I think two transfer windows, because he signed before the January transfer yeah. window. And then he had um, the entire summer uh, transfer window. If you think, and, and he had the entirety of last season, my, my, my mother, he had the entirety of last season. Now, the reason why I'm saying this, why we call for Tuchel Head, well, I, well, let me say I, I call for Tuchel Head. He had 18 months in the job and he still couldn't figure out the forward, the, 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 the attacking um, lineup. He still couldn't figure out the scoring positions. Um, the word is slipping. The, the, the final third. He, he still couldn't figure out what to do with the final third. And it was like, it was appalling to me why we were playing with so much number 10s. And he was, one of the main grabs I had with Tuchel, he was playing so much. He was playing literally everyone out of position. Right? The thing is, is like, some of that is, we're missing very basic pieces of our offense right now. Some of this is on the players in terms of that. They're not even doing what they need to do individually to get in these chances. Like, look at the goal that Williams scored at us when he rolled back the years on us. How many times yes. have we seen him do that? And how many times have you seen that goal scored for that Chelsea in the past two seasons? That's true. Where individual could have has done that. Like, we don't, we, we don't have any goals that aren't, like, extremely hard and almost impossible to recreate. If yeah. you go back in the last like two and a half seasons, we don't score goals that are easy to recreate all the time. Even if you look at most of Havertz's goals, like what he scored scored against Palace when he was in that vein of form last season. That was a beautiful goal, but how many times are you going to do that a season? Yeah, yeah you'd have to repeatable. be on top form to do that. Multiple that, but here's a, here's the issue, and it's very simple. We need to buy players for the position that needs to be filled, mm-hmm. right? And by 
productive players. Now, I know we're going to get into the game and how Joa Felix played, but before we're going to transition to that, before Felix got the red card, because honestly, if it was, if it, if it was his debut the same, but we were playing great and whatever, it would have been just a red card. It hits harder because of everything else. So I'm going to subtract that for now, right? Yeah, honestly, I don't really look Felix. at the Yao Felix, and I don't really look at too many of the I look at the play. I honestly, the only person I don't hold too much in account is really Graham Potter in terms of like, in terms of blame I would put on somebody because he was dealt a very poor hand. Tuchel was also dealt a pretty poor hand as well. And mm-hmm. then thing is, Bowley's management of the poor hand that he was dealt from the mm-hmm. Roman Abramovich era, because ultimately a lot of this mismanagement came from that decade, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way Bowley has managed it has been terrible. Exactly. From the summer onwards, because the thing is, it's like, why are you choosing to invest $250 million to someone in the summer that and you then are get willing rid of to him, get rid like, of, uh, that you're yeah, not yeah. even willing to keep until the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like... and, and my point on, on that, I think Tuchel should have stayed until the end of the season. Then you have a 110% reason to get rid of him if it didn't change because you had the entire season. No, I want to yeah. finish my point before I forget. Um... My issue is with Chelsea, and you've heard me harp on about this. Yes, um, creativity is lacking, but here's what. We need to buy players to fill the positions. You want a left winger? Do not buy a number 10 and play him at left wing. You buy an out-and-out left winger that can create chances, right? A player like, perfect example, Joa Felix. When he made his name, it was a center forward slash striker who mm-hmm. could play across the front four. Look how direct he was. He came off at the, what, the 50th minute. He had the most shots on target at a Chelsea player, which was six. No, the most shots on goal, which was six. Most shots on target, which was four. Most one-on-one take on two. And the most um, ball recovery. Uh, not ball recoveries, but um, tackles. Including that red card, but we're just going to yeah, absorb that for now. All, and that was out of all players for the ball recoveries, I think the four. Yes, and he came back at, and he came off at at, at the fifty-eight minute mark. Imagine three more Joe Felix plus, yeah, three more Joe Felix in different positions. Let's say we had a, a Felix got the got free. Um, Potter gave Felix free room. So at times he was in a center attacking midfield position. At times he was on the right wing. Mm-hmm. Times he was at left wing. He, left wing. he was um, flexible for that. But imagine having Felix plus a Rafael Leal. People you know that are super direct. You you tell those two, okay, this is what I want you to do for me. If you square up someone, take them on. Because we, we don't have players apart from Kovacic in the midfield and Zakaria Azafrenate. They're not taking mm-hmm. on people. Pulisic gets the ball and he's like a real Madrid hazard. Right? Sterling gets the ball. Yes, he runs and takes on people, but where does he bring the ball? Over the over the 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 the, 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 the corner flag. All across the goal. It's honestly a world-class move once every like three games. Exactly. There's a reason why City were happy to sell him to Chelsea. And I get it now. Havertz. I've always been been a defender of Havertz, but he's not that guy. He's not the guy. And you know why he's not the guy? 
he's not the guy because you cannot you're using him as you're using him as an out and out striker and he's a center attacking midfielder at heart. He mm-hmm. plays off a striker. Look how he was playing and linking and, up with Joe Felix. I was even saying in today that Felix gelled up front so well. And the thing is is that the thing is with Havertz is also with him being a cam, he he he'll never really like when you put him as striker like that, he, he he during when he's so young and still developing, you just change the way he develops from his like during these crucial years as well, mm-hmm. because he's still a youngster. He's still a person with potential. He's, he's like these superstar, like these young kids who we call like these young talents are not guaranteed to be these talented players unless you nurture and grow them correctly. It, exactly, and you you focus on a specific position. Nurture them in that position, and then mm-hmm. once they have mastered that position, like once they master that position, then you can try them out in different roles. For example, if you try a player in a different role and the game's going horribly, they need a base to revert to. They need a restore point, for lack of a better term. You know, it, um, and and look at all the chaos that's gone on. There's been no stability for anyone to really be able to grow, and especially as a young player, and unless this stems you're from just world class like Reese James, and you were, grew up in Chelsea and just know the chaos. That's about but, it. You're just uh, an but, anomaly. But here's the flip side: when Reese James and Ben Chilwell, I think Ben Chilwell has been out too long, and people are forgetting the numbers he was putting. He was put. Him and Reese James was our top scorer when we were trying last season when we were trying to make that title run. Yeah. Sure. And thing is, them being fit does make a very big difference. But the fact that we have yet to even have any sort of depth prepared and that we have pretty much mismanaged the left side because we bought Cucurella for 60 mil and that was clearly a mistake. I'm sorry. That was clearly a mistake. And while we have Ian Matson on loan at Burnley just tearing things up being called one of the best championship players on the left right there. And uh, and then on the right side, we have no depth. We have Aspilicueta, who, as you saw today, against William, the guy he, he knows very well, that stood up easy against the old guy in the prem. What is he going to do against the 22-year-olds that are running out of? We already saw what happened in every other game. He couldn't. He, if he can't defend against the experienced players either, what what is he in here for? He's not, His legs are gone. He served the club well. He won every trophy here. Let him retire in grace then. Let, let, we, we can't just keep exactly. putting him out here like or, this. Or, or if you're going to keep him, do not play him at right back. Exactly. I believe... I believe right center I, back or something. Give him protection. Yeah, exactly. I honestly believe because he's a brilliant and, and mature player and he's a leader, we could honestly keep him for two more seasons, but do not put him out on, a, on the right back where he has to bump up and down forward. Because the way Chelsea plays, half of their most of their creativity because I'm the right back and left back position. Imagine a partnership with Aspili Quetta and Thiago Silva as two centre backs. And and I'm not saying start um Aspili Quetta every game. I'm saying he's a great replacement to cover someone. Yeah. And I, I would take I, I, that. But look at how we're using him right now because we have no depth. And one of the issues, too, with getting depth on the right side is that who's going to want to be competing with the Reese James? Now that and we, that's the thing. He's, he blew up so much every time we play him. And it's just like, who 
Like we want to get Denzel Dumfries. He probably does want to play for us, but does he want to compete with Reese James yes, on the right? Exactly. Who does? Cause, Cause that's the thing. Most players when they come in, they know. Um, and I think they try this with Kukorilla, and I'll explain. They mm-hmm. know that on that right side, Reese James is going to be the number one. They know they're gonna be number two unless they have um unless we play a back four. Unless I'm sorry, unless we play a back five and you use Reese James as a right centre back. And even then, Reese James would be better as a right right wing back because his creativity going forward is next to Trent Alexander Arnold going forward. Honestly, at this point we might need to get a right wing back and get Denzel Dumfries to put him at CDM because we're the midfield depth is terrible right now. Well let, let, let's <laughs> let's finish the, the defense first. On the left side. All right. This is why I'm a huge advocate of Ben Chilwell. I think he's England's best left back. Yes. Here's no why. Doubt. Remember, and, and I have two proving points for this. The first thing, remember his first season at Chelsea before the injury? Mm-hmm. Reese James. He actually started shaky. Exactly. Reese James started shaky. Started shaky. Chilwell started well. Um... And then Chilwell came in. I don't remember the numbers exactly, but I distinctly remember having an argument um, with someone, one of my friends, and I told him, do you do realize that Chelsea have the two best fullbacks in England, possibly world football? Because at the time, Chilwell had only one goal and an, an, and an assist left, uh, and an assist less off of Reese James. And the minute, the minute we lost Chilwell, our title hopes dissipated. Yeah, do you Second proven back point. To that Juventus game. We destroyed them. That was the that was the game. That was the peak. Yeah, and then Chilwell got injured in that game. No, yep, that was the peak. Here's my second proven point to this. When Kukurilla came in, I'm not gonna lie. Kukurilla did start well. You have to admit that. Yeah, his first couple of games, he did start well. He right? lost my and, trust. He gained it quick, yeah, but lost it. <laughs> yeah, and then remember, Chilwell was fit. Potter literally put Chilwell on in the second game of the season. I think it was against Tottenham. And Chilwell, no, 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 it was Tuchel put him on because Tuchel was still in charge. Um, and then Chilwell got his spot. Potter came in, used Kukurilla because he was used to Kukurilla from Brighton. Potter played Chilwell twice before he got injured. And Potter had to make the decision to put to play Chilwell and Reese James at fullback because they were doing more than what they were more than what anyone else in the side was doing and they were creating chances more than the number tens more than the midfielders. So I believe I would want to see us full as complete a season with Chilwell and Reese James because that's something. Imagine the goals and the assists. It would be absolutely. And I think insane. we need to be smarter with rotating players in general. Because, for instance, like we're looking at, I I know we're trying to cover the defense. I'm going in the midfield again, but with the no, no, you can touch it to the midfield though. Yeah, but with the contract negotiations with Kante, if we're really thinking about signing Kante and keeping using him for the next two two years, I guess let's say we can't play. He's not going to play more than like 20 games a season, 20 to 30 yeah, he, he, games he can't a season. Like he can't. You can't play every game. And, and I think our coach needs to understand that because it hasn't happened since Sari came in. Mm-hmm. He's been ran into the ground 
every time. His last best season was a Champions League winning season where he actually played a bunch of games. I think he played yeah. like most of the games that season. And then ever since that, it's a downfall. I honestly think we should cut ties with Kante because there's better, not better, there's players that can fill the position that are under that are way younger. Kante's turning 31. And he's, he's, of course, he can always prove all the criticizers wrong like me and have a couple of amazing seasons when he's back. But he's been, I, what, what, he played what, three, four games for us this season? Yeah. And, that, and it was and the same my, last season? And that's my thing. If we're, unless we get enough midfield depth to four to warrant Conte going out, because for instance, if we're already going to sell Jorginho, bring two in. That's first fine of all, already. First of all, first of all, Jorginho but... is not a player for us. Okay, I don't, <laughs> he does. He doesn't stop. No, stop it. Stop it. No, no, he no. He does don't blast for me. No, leave this man. No. Uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, mm. If you say Jorginho one more time, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. The, 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 the no, I'm calling him number five. I, I brought him up to sell him, and you you weren't having it. You leave him alone. I was just talking about selling him, and you weren't having it. No, number he, his name is number five. We do not talk about this man. Not even in the context to get rid of him, bro. I don't want this man. <laughs> Yo, it's gone far. I thought I was that bad. Every time he <laughs> plays, there's an issue, bro. Every time. And you know, you know, I promised myself I wasn't going to get heated. Every, every time we play this man, it's horrific. Right? So number five, his name for now is number five. But thing is. But continue. Sorry. Since we're on the midfield. Dennis Zakaria actually, from the beginning of the season where I thought he wasn't going to get a look into, now I'm so disappointed he's out injured and Jorginho has to come in for him. What did I tell you about that? What did I tell you about that name? Name is number five. Look, five had to come in for Zakaria, and I was so disappointed. When I I saw, and you know what? The minute number five came in, Felix got a red card, bro. I'm not saying it's his fault. But there's there's gotta be some correlation there. Why every time number five play, we play horrible, huh? And here, no, here's the thing: Felix here's is known thing. for that rashness, though. To be fair, it, it, is, uh, it is. I'm not blaming it on Georgina, but yeah, something yeah. always goes wrong. But uh, yeah. here's the thing: let's go Are back to that defensive yourself? midfield position. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to that defensive midfield position, right? I think there's options out there that actually people that want to want to come to Chelsea, um. Like, like Enzo Fernandez? Uh, no, no, he's not worth 120. He's probably worth 80, not 120. I'm talking about Alvarez. Alvarez from Ajax who wanted to come to us. Imagine if we were able to pull that signing over the line in the summer. That would have been I a mean, great signing. Look at his form. I mean, his form now has been like pretty mid. I don't, but that could have been a lot of that due to the fact That's that he a, hyped it up and then he got had to fall off that train and stuff. So that like exactly because that you never know, but exactly. Still. Still, okay, regardless, let's say not, to be able to, not to have the mentality to bounce back from that, though, still is a sign, too. Yeah, but right, we're, we're talking about going forward. Let's talk about going yeah, forward, yeah. right? I'll, I'll still take Alvarez because played in a better team, right? Mm-hmm. And then Declan Rice. He's purposely not resigning with West Ham for a reason. He wants Chelsea. 
He wants to play for Chelsea. No, I'm not saying he's going to exclusively wait for an offer from Chelsea. If a bigger club come, comes, he'll definitely go. But if it's a choice between Man U, Liverpool, City, and even Chelsea, I think he's going to choose Chelsea because of the, his allegiance to the club. So I'm saying you can get rid of Conte at number five. Because if you get rid of number five, half of our problems are fixed. You don't even have to bring in someone to cover number five. Right? But you do have to bring in someone to replace Conte. No. My midfield pairing, when everyone's fit, it's definitely Kovacic and Zakaria. If Conte is fit, Conte does start, but he does not play 90 minutes for me. Yeah. Yeah, man, and, you gotta pay you gotta pay him like sixty five or something. Sixty five, Conte, you do your thing, we should be up two zero by then you go off. Exactly. And here's the thing. The reason why I like Zakaria, he plays so much like Kovacic. Plays so much like Kovacic. And I like I don't like the fact that we went back to a back five. Only because when we had Mount in the midfield, things were cooking. We had a base. Is what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Everything kind of fell off <laughs> after that because everyone knows for two seasons, maybe even three seasons, we don't have a front line, and that's what it is. And everyone just everyone's been just gradually attacking us more and more. Like you know how we used to have deal with teams that would sit in a low block against us. Mm-hmm. Now the now the last like two or so seasons out, it's right. just press us. To do you remember? Us do you remember when we when we, when we had that Champions League run? What was our biggest strength? In the transition, especially in those Real Madrid games. And the defense. Who remember in that in, defense, in that run, yeah. everybody around the back was fit. Rudiger, Silva, James, and Chilwell. Even at the time, yes. one of my favorite defenders, Andrews Christensen, he was mm-hmm. balling. You know, and I think that defensive confidence yeah. came from both fullbacks. No, and you're right. I mean, it was also like the best defensive run ever in the Champions League as well. So just got to shout that out. But thing is, that has deteriorated now. We have a back line that is so fragile. We Instead of Rudiger, we have Koulibaly. He's not doing we, it for us. He's not doing it for us. Instead and I know of these games, we have Aspie. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Aspie is and not bad. Aspie is not bad defensively. It's the way we play is when he goes forward. Every time he goes forward, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not this cross is going too deep. This cross this cross is going too short. He's not gonna shoot properly. It's no creative no productivity going forward. And the way we play, we need that. If we played with a traditional black back four and we had traditional wingers and one and a rec well, we do have a recognized number ten. We have multiple, but we had a, a, a number ten that creates with a team with the flow of the team then we would need that creativity from both fullback positions because the ringers would be creating it and whoever's playing number 10 would be creating it and you could have um zakaria and Kovacic sit and bring the ball forward if necessary i i think it i think it does show something though in terms of when we're talking about the, like the left backs that lewis hall is starting on the left over cucurilla and, and i'm like he's at number eight he is a number eight. That means Potter just over. doesn't trust Cucurella. And Cucurella yeah. just doesn't want that to defend. That was his player. That was his player, too. And a different at club, though. And, and, and at know, Brighton. And at Brighton. Shows, but that shows a lot that he knows him that well. He knows him more profoundly than some of the other players, yet he trusts them more. 
and this it, is an academy graduate. I don't know, man. It, it everything and is so bad right now. And I say this too. Back to the Fulham game. If Chilwell was in those two positions, those might have been goals. I know the first one definitely. The volley, the volley is def- difficult. And I'm not yeah. even going to be that rough on him. Oh, but Chilwell would have scored it. I'm telling you, Chilwell would have scored it. I promise you. We've seen him score more impossible. Go- the goal against Tottenham. That angle. Yep. Yep. We've seen South- him do <laughs> The one against Southampton where he volleyed it back and the goalkeeper had to like uh, dive and he blocked it out. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying those would have definitely been goals. It's, it's not yeah. a question. We've seen him score more difficult goals. Um... And perfect example when when Reece James came back, right? Yeah. Um, and two was it? Two was it? Is in training, by the way. He will be fit soon. So cross your fingers. When yeah, Reece James I... and Loftus Cheek, I forgot about Loftus Cheek. When Loftus Cheek was actually playing good for us this season, he's been he was balling before his injury. I'm excited for to see how he can play under Potter, to be honest, because I feel like yeah. he could be a good Potter player. Because he has the strength to control the ball and do whatever Potter would want in different systems as, like, our amorphous blob changes the way he wants it to in, like, that 4-2-3-1 into a 4-3-3 into, like, that whatever we end up doing all the time. Yeah. And I agree. I 100% agree. What I'm saying is, look, you remember, I forgot, was it a Bournemouth game when Reese James came back? And we were a totally different side. Which is why... Yeah, that's when Zakaria's was given his first start. And Reese James were play, was playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were a totally different side. So I do think injuries has a lot to do with it. Um, even Armando Broja, we wanted to see what he would have... What he would... What he, what he would do this season. But then again, thinking about it, and, he wasn't played that well. Prior Imagine injury. him and Yao Felix though, like mm-hmm. a prop, like him as being that proper number nine that Yao Felix feeds off of. I feel like <laughs> he has so much energy up there; he would run onto everything Felix would feed him. Yeah, and that's and, and that's the thing when when Fe- even today Felix started the press when he was, took up that striker position, right? Felix played off Havertz really well. The one tools they kept it in behind. It was it was happening, and then. Everything he just was doing a bunch of things I've been wanting to see Havertz do for a minute. I'm exactly. Taking on people, squaring up people one-on-one, beating people, using his pace. It's sad that we're going to miss him um, for the next three games. But we are in talks with Marcus Thuram, and I think the layoff signing is definitely going to happen in the summer. Um, but let me ask you a question. Who are the players that needs to leave? Honestly, it really, really, it's up to Potter because I'm indifferent to certain players going. So ultimately, I think players I wouldn't mind seeing, and it's going to be a long list here. Uh, in the front line, I would say Havertz can go. I'm going to just put that controversial one straight out there first. Pulisic, ZH. Uh, Raheem Sterling can be sold as soon as uh, that's feasible financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no. Let me get the whole lineup out real quick. Let me get because <laughs> we're gonna do this properly. <laughs> yep, I'm pulling mine up now. I'm pulling. My, I know who I want to go. I know who I want to go. I definitely know who I want to go. 
Um, if you want, while you pull that up, you want me to go? Yeah, you go right now. All right. Because I've been thinking about this for a while. Firstly, I'm going to start from the back. Aspie, love you. Thank you for all your service, but you can leave. If if we're not going to use you as strictly for as a centre-back, you can leave. Right? Mm-hmm. Chalaba, I just think he needs, he needs games to develop because I see a defender in him. So I'm keeping Chalaba. Thiago Silva, he's a keep, but he, you keep him until he... His performances start getting that bad. <laughs> yeah, you just keep him, but and then over the time you transition to Fafana and stuff. Kulabali, I honestly know that there is a defender in there, and I've seen him have have good games for Chelsea. Um, so I'll give him. It's his first season. Let's not forget his first season. So I'm gonna keep him. Fafana, Fafana. We did sign sign um Bashil Bashile. Yeah. So can keep. Obviously, I'm keeping Rich James until we'll. Yeah. Mr. Kukurilla, go back to Brighton, please. Yeah, he needs to yeah. go. I'm, he he should have never been bought. I'm sorry, Ian Madsen would have been a better fit in that position. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. And we need, I'd say, bringing Dumfries if he's willing to come. And there were thoughts up. There were, there were. No, here's what I'm, what I'm going to speak on. There were um, talks about us bringing in, um, is it Terry Hernandez from AC Milan? Did we really uh, well, have talks about that? Yeah. Yes. The issue with that is he's got to be a starter. And that's my issue. And you cannot drop Chilwell. So I'll say pending for a uh, left back to bring in. I mean, that, it could potentially work. I mean, because Chilwell's injured a lot. Like, but that's playing, the thing. I'm, playing... I'm, I'm backing on a season where I'm backing on where these players don't get injured. I don't want to bring in someone of that caliber and not use him every every game. I mean, it could be a play. Ultimately, they need to do more like research on terms of like how they can manage minutes. Yes, and 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 that way they can enforce that more in contract negotiations when they know like a player can only play a certain amount of minutes based on what their body can handle things like that. So, Mm -hmm. and once they have like more guarantees on that in terms of data to use, that that would be fantastic. Okay. My midfield, the first one to go is number five. I think that's, yeah. Number five, Jorginho. Bye. Right? Mm-hmm. N'Golo Kante. Thank you for your service. Hugs. Going to be painful to see you leave, but goodbye. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I'm going to say that if we can keep him on a two-year deal, then that is suitable because if we have a fit Conte to just come off the bench, and I say we treat it as if we still have to build for the future without Conte. Mm-hmm. We don't wait for we don't wait till he leaves. We build while he's still here and mm-hmm. still have him fill in and fill in the gaps in terms of like 20 games a season where we have a really informed Conte. Imagine okay. having him just for like those European nights, and then we mm-hmm. have someone like a Say we did sign like Declan Rice and he was the one handling the prem at the time, essentially, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. That, that's something I think we could see, but that's more of a unique situation, I think. Yeah. So uh, let me finish and then I'll let you go. Yeah. Kante, bye. Hugs, the whole lot, bye. Replace with Declan, Declan Rice, um, Alvarez, or. Um, Conrad Lamer, just just three run, uh, three CDMs. Bye, Kovacic, keeping him. He brings the ball upfield. 
he's he he can be a spark. Yes, I think he's just suffering from workup hangover right now. That's why you're not seeing better from him. Zakaria, I'm paying that twenty for twenty five million. That's a steal. That for for someone that could be if he hits form and doesn't get injured, he's a guaranteed starter. My, my only concern with Zachary is that is he better than Ruben Loftus Cheek? I'd say yes, because you I can think use, only one of them can stay. I think only one of those one of them really can stay. stay and the reason that, why like, I'm type keep, of player. the reason why I'm keeping Zachariah Loftus Cheek has had multiple opportunities with us under multiple different coaches. So I'm I'm I, for me my thing is a clean slate, right? So I'm I'm keeping Zachariah Loftus Cheek will depart. Love for the cheek with will depart. Gallagher, Gallagher. See, I'm I'm split on him. He's a very wily person to me. I think he needs I, a loan. I think he needs another. I think he's, he needs a he leaves a he needs a lot more composure on the ball. So I'm going to say, I'm gonna let him go. Mount. I'm going to keep Mount and. Play him in attacking midfield position. I don't want him up front. Because when I get to the front line, you'll see why. Henner and A. If I keep Havertz, he has to be as a midfielder. I'm not going to use him as a substitute striker. I'm not going to use him um, as a winger. He's only a center attacking midfielder. He can leave if a big enough offer comes in. Otherwise, I keep him as a center attacking midfielder. Chukumeka, keeping him. Right? As I always said, yeah. number five by Loftus Cheek by. Now let's get into the front line. Hakim Zayek by. Ababa Mayeng. The front door is right there, sir. Bye. Terminate contract. He wants to play for nothing at Barcelona. Let him go. Go. Let him go. Bye. Go to Barcelona. Sterling, later me general, because you're Jamaican, little bit my G, right? Who, who, who else? Pulisic, Captain America, thank you for your service with the stand to put down the shield for Chelsea. You, I don't know if it's the level, but you're, I think his biggest problem is consistency in terms of injuries. He's consistently injured more than he plays for Chelsea, so I'm just going to cut ties, right? I'm yeah. bringing back Hudson Adoy, and I'm giving him a chance as a player to come off the bench and potentially earn his starting spot. If he can form at the fan at the form of years ago where Byron wanted him. Where- Do you think Callum wants to come back? I, this might de- derail the conversation, but do you think he wants to come back and play in a squad position for scrap minutes again? Because that's where he's going to be. Because I'm sorry, he's not good enough to come back, especially when on his form on labor. Because he's not good enough to come back and start over. If we sign Yao Felix, he's not starting over him. If we sign Rafael Leal, he's not starting over him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I understand that. But we need coverage. We need good coverage elsewhere. And I think if you can get him a good amount of minutes, say, going back to the contract position that you spoke about, if you can say, hey, Callum. We're going to have you play a lot of minutes. You're going to play majority games in the Carabao Cup. We're going to play majority games in the FA Cup. We're going to play Champions League football. And we're going to divvy up the minutes um, and make sure you can um, play in the league. 
if your performance supersedes the, the player in the number one position, you will give you will be given a starting spot. You know, it's the way how you have the conversation. Yeah. But I feel like a, a fit unformed Kalamazan Hudson Adoy is worth keeping. Uh, no, definitely agree because also I think Hudson Adoy in particular could also be a good Potter player. Exactly, how and, they play because I thought Brian would be a would have been a good loan option yeah. for him. Also. And 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 even if you think about it, if you're building this squad, you need player, you need good enough players to cover that can get. If you're competing in four major competitions, um, you need you need quality coverage. You can't just get rid of players. You need to see who you can keep instead of going out in the transfer market and buying everybody. You know, um. And yeah, that that that's that's pretty much it. Broja, I want to say I want to give him another another season to see how he how he will come, um, because he had a quick good loan move at Southampton, but he didn't really score that many goals. Size. Yeah, it was a it's, small sample size. Right, it showed promise in it as well in terms yeah. of being a young player, showing the right things that can lead to the consistency to get the numbers mm-hmm. we're looking for. Exactly. Omari Hutchinson, I'm loaning out. Um, Lewis Hall, <clears throat> in a full, in a proper season, I'm loaning him, I'm loaning him out. I'm loaning him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joe Felix. Premier League side. Premier League yeah. side. Joe Felix, I'm keeping. I've always been a fan of Joe Felix. This has nothing to do with performance. And people can say, uh, you guys can say, oh, yada, yada, yada. He he just started. Can you really consider him? Listen to previous podcasts. I've been mentioning his name. I wanted him to play for us since forever. So I'm definitely keeping him. Sterling by David David Dacho. David Dacho Fafana. Loading him out. Mm-hmm. And Broja, I'm keeping as a second striker. And yeah, let me just go over the list here to see who I'm missing. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, in terms of the goalkeeping position. I guess maybe I'll ask you about another midfielder, guy that we brought in during the bully era, Cassidy, from uh, Italy and all that. I'm selling him because no one has used him. No one has given him the look. <laughs> get, get him. If it's like FIFA, transfer at the transfer list. No, players I would bring in. All right, let's do players we'd bring in after. You Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, my list is pretty much similar to you in terms of, like, ins and outs. I think the only main thing that we disagreed on was really N'Golo Kante. Um, I guess goalkeeper-wise, I just want Selena to just – I say just play Selena at this point. I'm sorry. Like, Kepa's not Kepa, – Kepa's in the, in the gutter again. He's going back to his old form. Like, I don't know where the confidence is at right now, but that, that needs to change. Then overall, I I pretty much agreed with you throughout the entire list, except maybe I'll take Ruben Loftus-Cheek over Zakaria just through my own bias because I like Ruben Loftus-Cheek a lot as a player, especially when he was playing under Sire, and I still wanted to hit that vein of form because I hate how he got injured in that in that dumb friendly he didn't need to play in, really, as an mm-hmm. injury-prone player. But that's just my bias. Yeah. So, yeah, right. we can move on to who we want Ins. in now. Yeah, I'm taking Declan Rice. I need a coverage for midfield. I would just say Declan Rice, Conrad Lamer, um, or or um, Alvarez. There's other players out there. I've been seeing talk that we've been having talks with Nicolo Barilla from Inter if mm-hmm. he was supposed to not sign a new contract. 
bring him in, bring him in. Up front, we've had links to um, Rafaelo, absolute baller. I say bring him, bring him in if he's available and if he actually wants to sign a contract. And he's been holding off signing a new contract with AC Milan because the possibility of coming to Chelsea in the summer. Not him, Kavaradana. I'll take him right now. You can say he's raw. You can say whatever. Only season, but Javon first season, Javon he's raw. Think about how direct he is, despite being raw. That is what we need, and he's an out and out winger. I'm not looking for number tens. I'm not looking for seasoned people that are at season number tens, right? I'm looking for people that are direct. Why can't we buy a player? Why can't we ever buy a player and he develops? Why can't we buy a player and it has the Luis Diaz effect? Just gets better and better per game. Why do we always have to buy the finished article? Why, when we buy potential players, it never works out? I mean, as of recent, right? So why? That's why I'm taking the risk and cover Kavit Scalia, um, because we need players that are direct and out and out wingers. And the other wing, if you're not going to use Felix as a center forward, as I'm taking Felix. If I have the option to buy Felix, I'm buying Felix. Up front, we already have um, we already have Nkunku coming in. Yeah. Um, imagine that. Imagine that Nkunku Felix link up. Nkunku That's crazy. already a deadly link up right there. But I'm still going for someone that's an Otano striker. I'll take Latara Martinez. I need an Otano striker. I still need an Otano and- striker. Wait, and Nkuku can't play off the wing. And Nkuku can't play off the wing. Imagine a front three of Nkuku, Lataro Martinez, and Rafael Leal on the right. Yeah, and you can play Phoenix just behind. Right in behind. Bro, who? I'm you about could. to cry. The possibilities. With Declan Rice and N'Golo Kante CEM. Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva, and uh, Fofana. And you got Solina in goal in form. Mendy, when Mendy's on form, he's good. Mendy's injured right now with a broken pinky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but we're talking like, like a new season. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Mendy. Yeah, hopefully, if he signs a contract, maybe. <laughs> To Bro, be fair, I'm we telling... disrespected him on the rate wages. To be fair, but yeah, 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 we did this. We did we styled him. We, 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 we did the we, we did it on disrespected him on the wages. But yeah, that's that's that, that's ooh, that's a dream. That's a dream starting level right here. But let's take it. Let's transition from um from play from players to style of play. What do you think about our style of play? This was actually something I was going to ask you about earlier when you mentioned about getting the right players to play in the right positions. What do you think our style of play really should be? Or do you think Potter has in mind for Chelsea right now? Because over the last like few seasons, we chop and change managers and playing styles, and that results in getting players from different playing styles throughout the entire years. For instance, we have we still have players that were from under Di Matteo, Sarri, Conte, Mourinho. Lampard, Mourinho. And Tuchel. Tuchel. Potter even has players of his own now. Like, it, like how many managers is that? So, what do I want to do? So, this is where I think it should start. We need to stick up in and, and hit, the, hit, the, hit the big red stop button. If Potter's your guy, 
you have as long as he doesn't get relegated you have to and I know this is controversial to everything that's going on as long as we see some form of a result where Potter is not going to get relegated with Chelsea hit a stop if he's your guy let him build a new style of play once you have a style of play down you buy players to fit that style of play if you're going and I think so far is when Potter Potter tried the 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 we've had a better style of play that way if we have four around the back if we play 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 then you're going to need out and out wingers for, for that for that creativity because obviously we can't rely on Ben Chilwell and Rich James only because of injury if we have a system where we're doing one touch passes with the ball we're playing brilliant with the ball um, we're we have a high line. Um, we have that creativity where when players are sitting back or sitting, sitting up with a low block, we can actually um, break them down. Then yes. By players to fit that position. Fourth, you need an out and out striker. We need to stop doing this foolishness. Almost curse. <laughs> we need to stop doing this <laughs> foolishness where just because a player can step into a position, we're using him in that position full time. Yes, it's great when players can play multiple pos- positions, but players play great. Even the low level I've played at, I know I play, I feel much more comfortable when I'm playing when I have a defined position. Like when you're playing, if it, it, when, when, when yeah. you used to play, when, when, when you play together, if we're playing a pickup game or whatever, and you know, okay, I'm playing midfield, it's a lot easier to play because you know your position. No, you know, yeah, and that and that's the same, and it makes a difference every time when you even playing pickup and you see the team that designates positions versus the other one that kind of just says whatever, we just gonna play around, and you see which team actually ends up dominating, and then the other team ends up like squaring up, having to be like, okay, we need to organize a bit now. Exactly. Take that. Look, look over at City. Everyone knows their position. Everyone knows what the coach wants them to do, and it's very clear, right? So I, yeah. I think that's one of we the. We haven't things had a clear need. vision at Chelsea in like a, probably a decade. We we haven't like Mourinho had his vision. We executed that pretty well. Ancelotti has his vision, which is polarizing to Mourinho, and that worked out kind of well for us in that era. And then Sarri's version of play of playing football is just entirely different from all from those two as well. Conte is different from those previous three. So we have players that are trained on all these different styles of football, especially throughout our from when they were raised around confused. too. Them confused. Everyone's confused. No, there's no identity here. There's no foundation here in terms of like a style of play that they even like fall back on. Like is a straight crisis right now in terms of like where Chelsea are at and especially in terms of results that we're just getting right now. Like literally since 1960, we've never been below Fulham in the table. Exactly. And what you, you brought up a good point there that we've had players from different eras. I don't see any other top team and different play styles. I don't see any other club that has that any other major club that has that. Um, I think we really do need to take a stop and think about what we're doing and stop spending money willingly because this catagon approach in the market is not working. The most embarrassing thing for me to 
so far has not been the defeats, not been whatever. Because hey, teams can, and teams can have a bad run of form. And I said when it's just not your time, when it's just your time to suffer as a club, it's just your time to suffer as a club. I can accept that. What I cannot accept is us going off the players that does not want to come for, come to us and play for us at all. What in God's name are we doing going after Mahalo Magic? We didn't learn our lesson since Lukaku, clearly. Didn't learn our lesson. Lukaku, Inter only sold Lukaku because we offered a hundred million. Yeah. It did, that, Luka, that was Lukaku it. wasn't saying, okay, I want to go back to Chelsea. The offer came in. Inter couldn't refuse the money, so they let him go. And Lukaku was like, okay, I'll and, go. It's, yeah, they it's just, Chelsea. They sh- yeah, and the thing is, the Inter just, Inter, oh no, well, his agent just essentially lied to him, said that we were saying he was this big guy going to come back and be the talisman. We was really just coming back to be a part of the piece and you have to work hard to be in the team. He didn't want all that. He wanted his ego boost and all that. He was depressed. He didn't, he couldn't, didn't want to play. Didn't want to kick a ball. And it was depressing to even watch at the end of that. Yeah. And on top of that, the player literally said, I only want Arsenal. Why are we inviting him to come and see, see us play? We need people that want to play for us and that will be committed to turning this around to hopefully make top four. And we can't like play with these players' feelings. Like why are we doing with Enzo Fernandez? Why are we doing this so publicly in the market? What we, what we did with Enzo Fernandez, we went hard for him. We got him to be disrespectful to the club by communicating behind I, the I, scenes and things like that. And then we pull out and we just don't do it. But we understood when they were very clear about what they had to do. Yeah, I it's, it's a release class or nothing. Tactic, but like, what is what message does this send to when we approach other players now? They're not going to think we're serious when we go after them. Exactly. And, like, and, 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 the, no, and another thing that upsets me. Ben, I understand a club having a hard stance for um the release clause, right? If a club says, "Hey, one twenty or nothing," you have to approach them and ask, "Are you willing to talk? We have an offer. Are you willing to talk?" If you approach it like mm-hmm. that, then when you pull out, if you don't want to pay the one forty, one twenty, the club has the other club has no gripe with you. Because you approach it from a negotiation standpoint. If you're going to make it public, like you're going to play the 150 million release class, million dollars release class, that club is going to expect it. It's going to be a smooth transition. Okay, they're ready to pay the 150. Let's get the paperwork ready. The player wants to go. Why hold back? Then when you're sitting there, you're like, whoa, whoa, hold up. 80? No, it's 120. So I understand, and I do not blame Benfica for how they reacted, but our transfer policy is gone, gone, gone away. How do we end an entire summer? Well, let me not say an, an entire transfer window because it started late in the window. How do we end a summer transfer window when we still had ample time with Aubameyang and five new defenders? And over the piece, people are saying we spent 500 million. Okay, I understand we spent 500 million. Half of that went to young players that are never going to see the starting level when everybody's fit. It's still thing is it's still money that's being spent that could be spent elsewhere. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. You bring you bring in young players when you have a system that's ready to go. You introduce young players into yeah. a, into the team when everyone's high on confidence and the older players can look after the young players. It is well, nonsensical right now. So the board needs to do better. Bowley needs Bowley brought in about five people. 
in terms of transfers. He needs to do better and let them do their work. This doesn't make any sense. And it's He's absolutely still... horrible right now. It's filtering It's filtering down from the top when we didn't have stability in terms of managers all the way down to what's on the field right now. This Some could make the argument that this is a byproduct of the Roman Abramovich era when we have the sacking and hiring. Yes, we got yeah. results. Yes, we won big trophies, but it's not sustainable. And we're seeing the... Um, we're seeing the struggle right now. We're 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 paying the, the price right now. But even so, even with that bad hand being dealt to Bowley, he mismanaged it so poorly. Like the way with the way he with the what he with where he spent the money, how he spent the money, the manner in which he went to uh, replace staff at the club, in which in the manner where he did it as well. Like we have a whole starting eleven out injured. It's not a coincidence that he also swapped out the medical staff this season. Like, why, if you have some grand vision for the club, are you investing $250 million worth of uh, investment into a coach that you're not even that sure about? This just tells me that you just want to splash. You think you can splash enough money and you think you can buy out football. But I'm like, the Arabs have more money than you in terms of, Man City and now Newcastle, like they look at what they're spending in their own respective leagues. They're trying, like Al Nasir's rival is trying to offer Messi a three hundred million a year contract. You think we can outspend p- p- clubs like that that can get around FFP because they have those connections and we don't? Like we like it's not going to work out. Even if you want to look at it from like just a straight trying to be a cold hearted person, like it, it doesn't matter if you want to be which approach you're going to take with this. 100%. And I agree. Uh, why? And another thing, he's offering six contract, six year contract to players and managers. Rice isn't taking that. Rice, Declan Rice is not going to take a six year contract with us. He's not going to turn down City, Liverpool and all of them for a six year contract with us. He'll take like a four year contract with us so he can give us three good years and then put his prime years under a big contract somewhere else. Exactly. Or stay with do. us if we improve. If we, uh, yeah. And that gives us a chance to actually improve with him. Yes. So it, it makes, it's nonsensical. Um, He's an American in an European sport. I don't think he knows much about how um, things operate. I mean, man, hire me. <laughs> Trust me, hire me. I know what we need. I know yeah. what we need. Okay? The the only thing he's probably going to be that he's doing right that will probably pay off in the long term is bringing in the data analytics department and really trying to make that a good focus. And but if they're doing the that in the right way, then that will have dividends down the line. But, but here's that's the thing, a big I, if if they're even smart enough to do all that. Because based on what they're doing now, they don't seem like they they can manage and, that, that. And, and that's the thing. You know what was embarrassing when we wanted to pay almost $80 million for Anthony in the summer? Anthony from Everton. I'm not talking Anthony from Brazil. I'm talking Anthony from England, from Everton. That was that was and he was willing no. When he brought it, when he wanted to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo, what? What? No. And, and these these are honestly embarrassing and it was it's honestly heartbreaking to be a Chelsea fan right now. Um 
not gonna yeah, lie. I, I I literally almost forgot about the fucking the the Gordon one. Like, I, did... I I erased that from my brain because of how <laughs> poor that was. And then he tried to make us regret it. Like he scored on his debut, like on the first game of the week or whatever. He tried to make it seem like he was a good no. player. No, you're, you're 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 average. It's okay. Yeah, you're, you're a young you're, player. You're, you're average. You might be great later, and we'll pick you up then for fifty million. That's the thing. You have very low chance of being that great. But, but, so but here's the thing. But here's the here's the cherry on top. If we were a club that had um some sustainability in making players better, then okay, pay the eighty million, pay the hundred, pay pay a hundred million because we could have turn him into that 120 million player right because if you want to look at a trend trend trends and and, and uh, a transition for certain clubs uh, a player like Dor- a club like Dortmund historically known to make players better to give players a stepping stone they're a club for that they're, they're, that's what that club is known for as of recent years Chelsea is where the finished article goes to or should I say finish article but, or the prime the part the prime years go to? But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to develop talent. And here that is my we, point. We still sell players to other clubs that are uh, still in their world class time period. Like when we sold Hazard to Real Madrid, I know this is a very poor example to use, but he was coming off the back of winning the Europa League with us, and he. Yes. Did that for us in that final as well, and he carried and he was, him, carried us he there. Carried, yeah, exactly. Him and Olivia Drew carried us through that straight up, yeah. and we, we still sold him that 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 year when he was still in his prime. We still want would have kept him for as many years as we wanted because he was doing everything for us at that time. And why can't we still have players like that? Get players like that where we still are able to enjoy them, have them, and then sell them off later for large amounts because they're, shit, because they're still great players. And, because and, players can still play when they're 29, 30 onwards and when we have them in their prime from 25 to 29. And that's the thing. I want us to become a club where that's my dream club. That's the club I want to play for. You know? When, when a Real Madrid comes calling... Or Barcelona, two best clubs in the world, historically. Yep, because it takes time. We got we got to get into winning before we can beat them out like that. Exactly, and it's never gonna go away because they're just gonna keep on growing. But what what I'm saying, that's where the vision should be, right? And we need a coach that's going to develop young talent. It's okay bringing in the coaches that are gonna get us wins, gonna get us trophies. We have to think about the future. And how that the the first step of doing that, a, a defined style of play for Chelsea, a concrete style of play for Chelsea. So in the youth teams, the players can um, know the style of play, practice the style of play, and then when we embed them into the first team, they already know what it what 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 to do is. They already know what it is. Yeah, I think that that is one thing our academy does well is that they tend to teach like almost every style of play to them as they come up through it so that they are accustomed to every form. And that's something I think of is ingrained because of how they chopped and changed managers' playing styles all the time. So they always want academy players to just be ready for everything. 
100%. And that's honestly what makes Mount and Bree James those great players because they play under pressure so well in tight spaces because of that. One of the really good niche, like, skill sets. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really difficult being a Chelsea fan right now. Yeah, um, it's brutal. We're down bad. We're down in the trenches. It is what it is. It won't be like this forever. We can't. It, we can't go too much lower unless we get relegated. At this point, we're in relegation form, but we're not on the relegation side of the table yet. Yet, other clubs <laughs> yes. still have to play, my friend. And we have Crystal Palace and Liverpool coming up. I mean, Crystal Palace is not the best right now, so I guess we can pick up three points there. Um, can we? We, can... we couldn't against Forest. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Um, hey, I'm hoping for the best. Hoping players come in. Hoping we send Marcus Turam in time to come in and try to help. Hoping players come back from injury. I do want to see what the uh, what Potter's playing style and squad look like when we have everybody back from injury, though. Um, I don't think we have anyone that's out for the rest of the season. I think these players are on their way back, so we, we'll just have to wait and see. I know Pulisic is out for months, but... Yeah, he's going to be out to the summer, probably. Yeah. You know, what I do want to see... When Felix is back, I want to see Felix. I want to see that four three three again, but I want um, Zayek and Felix to play together. Zayek, Felix, and Havertz. If you're gonna do that up front, honestly, I want. Hopefully, we bring in. Hopefully, we bring in Turam in time because we need an out and out striker. This Havertz thing is not gonna work. I want David Joseph Afana to get a run in games because we need a striker up there, and he's twenty and he's young and he'll run, and mm. that's honestly more than what. That, that's just where our standards are at right now. That's better than what we got else, yeah. uh, elsewhere, pretty much. Like, Aubameyang, I don't want him near the pitch. Yeah. And you know what Havertz, we need I, to... I don't want him near the pitch right now, either. Not, not right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know what we need? We need players to run in behind. And we need players to acknowledge that other players are running in behind and you play long ball. I know people are screaming, Jorginho! No! You, I'm talking you. Whoever just thought about... No! Take that thought and kick it out. No. Someone's bringing up that assist he gave Havertz in Crystal Palace last like, time. No, that does, that does not go. He's an, that, was, that, that, that play was an exception to the rule. No. Whoever is listening to what, this, I say, no. No. Right now, Tommy Abraham as a striker wouldn't be too bad. Bring him back. I'll take him. Now, Man United might was thinking about bringing him back, but, but then they got Woot uh, Westgross from Burnley instead on loan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Westgross. He said Westgross. Westgross. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even get it out. Such a. Anyone? Uh, any, oh, I'm going to try and make a clip of this and post. It. Anyone I see said George is good under the comments. We're having a fight. No. <laughs> You you know what Georgina is? He's everybody here that says Fabregas had. And Fabregas, I think, had one a couple two bad years at most when he was about to retire. That's who Georgina is. <laughs> you know well, Georgina is a TBO Bakioka. I don't care what no one says. Uh, Georgina no. is a unique player. He can unique get, what? He can in terms of like what he can actually do on the pitch, like he he has a very niche job that he can do, and if you give him that job to do, he does it really well. If Not you give him literally league. anything else, if you give him literally anything else to do, he won't be able to do it. 
That's why he's not fit for the Premier League. Mostly in Europe, he can do it. Mostly in Europe, he can do it. He's a good player, but just not for the Premier League. He needs he needs a game to be sorted. He's basically game to be slowed down. He needs to play in a team like City, who control, who has ninety percent of the ball, ninety percent of the time. I mean, that's why they wanted to sign him. <laughs> he can, you can have him, sir. We'll take matter of fact, a trade off. I'll give me Calvin Phillips and take Jorginho. Right now, imagine if we took. Imagine if they actually signed Jorginho. We had we got Rodri instead because at that time it was looking like Jorginho was the better player than Rodri at that. And even time. when Georgina was doing that, I still told you he's trash. <laughs> Listen to me. Georgina was good because of Conte. Because Conte was doing everything. That's why I think you know he's paying repercussions. <laughs> it's no. Georgina's fault. If Georgina did more running, Conte wouldn't be injured. If Georgina did more running, Conte wouldn't be injured. I'm not even joking. No, right I blame Sari for Conte's injuries. I still blame Sari. Yeah, because he wanted since to... he was ran into the ground during that time. Was yeah, like... and he wanted to play Conte as an attacking midfielder. Like, get 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 out of here. I mean, it was it paid it was dividends in the end. It paid dividends later. Down, it it paid dividends later down. But he should have never done that to him because that was. Disgusting. Still blame Georgina because if Georgina did more running, Kante could have done less running. Georgina covered his ground, Kante would have to cover his grounds. So Georgina is the blame for everything. You can quote me. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, there's more issues than that. Don't quote me on that. I just this man doesn't make my my team at all. Um, uh, we, we're only gonna time here. We have to wrap up. Any any yeah, last thoughts? Ah, uh, man. Let's just I I like. Spurs just got to keep losing or something. We got to finish above Spurs. I'm sorry. Bare minimum. We got to finish above Spurs. They were... The last thing I said, the Fulham... The Fulham crowds were shouting you're getting sacked in the morning to Graham Potter. Bro, they... Uh, I was watching some... I was watching Chelsea fan TV being toxic, right? And there was Fulham fans saying... There's only one club in Fulham. There's only one club in Fulham. I'm like, I can't even say anything about this. Like, because this it's so facts. horrible. Like, they're blocked down the road from us. I'm just like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, bro, we have more talks. We never even, like, we're not even supposed to be hearing about these other clubs in West London. We're supposed to be the only club here. Like, what's going on? We're below all of them. Yeah, bro, they're not even supposed to be in the Premier League most of the time. Like, <laughs> bro, we have no thought this season. We, you know, we're out of every single competition except the Premier League, and that's just because it's a league. I'm pretty sure if it's we're, a cup competition, nah, we'd still, be out of it too. The, we're still in the Champions League, we, and that's only because we're still waiting to play. <laughs> bro, I wish you guys could see my face. We're gonna take this we're to YouTube still... soon because I'm like, bro, don't even mention Champions League. Dortmund are, gonna, Dortmund are going to destroy us if we continue Bro, to play like this. Wait, maybe maybe it's this. The worse that we play overall in other competitions, the better we are in the Champions League. All right, I'm leaving. I'm, le- defense, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. It's Havertz not funny. Havertz is going to score a hat trick and Jorginho is going to play a perfect match. All right, bro. okay, you're delusional. <laughs> yeah, you think that Jorginho is going to... What? I'll just, just try to trigger you. <laughs> I go, bro, I'm about to... Ah, what? <laughs> You know what? I'm 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 going home. All right. What we're ending this. This this is not it. 
No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. No. Bro. Yo, if if this happens, I yo, I'm just saying, watch the Dortmund game. Yeah, but watch the Dortmund. There. You want laughs and giggles? Watch the Dortmund game, especially if number five, please. <laughs> if Jorginho even starts that game, I'd be surprised. Bro, if Jorginho if Jorginho starts that game, it's over. It nah, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. we ain't doing this. This ain't it. Still, no. No, but I will. I will. I'll put it down here. If Jorginho plays that game and has a great performance, and we win, and we have a, and the team has a great performance, he's I will still, apologize. He, I will I'm not apologizing for shit. No, Jorginho he needs around. to leave. You know what? You know what? <laughs> no, you know. You know what? Let me. I don't even know what to do with myself right now. Jorginho comes from yeah. humble beginnings. So what, what, what's the beef? <laughs> comes from very humble beginnings. Muller's a real cool person as well. Former baller. You know, you know what? You know why Italy didn't make the World Cup? Because of Jorginho. <laughs> Literally. I'm not even making this up. Missed key penalties. Literally because of Jorginho. Look, he made him for Chelsea. That's what matters. We're talking about club football. Our club football, you know what Georgine is? Georgine is the Hugo, he's the Hugo Lloris for Chelsea. Has a mistake in him. Jorginho is over Tottenham. Get him out of the club, please. You know what? I I'm leaving before. <laughs> I'm leaving. And you know what? If you want to make comparisons, yes, you remember that, se- that season Georgina did great. Compared to Tottenham, that's the season Tottenham went to the Champions League final. One good season. <laughs> Shit after that. I'm so frustrated right now. You know what? I'm leaving. We're leaving. Okay. What are well, your last well, thoughts? Jorginho started in the Champions League final for us and we won. So he did better than Tottenham. The one good season. Well, what else did we accomplish this that season? Nothing. The champions and third in the ball of door. Third in the ball of door that year. What do you mean? Because of Conte. Because of Conte. He became the champion of Europe in in club level and at international level. And what happened after that? Not even two games in the season, everyone's realized this man ain't shit. You know what? I'm leaving. We're leaving. You know what? We're leaving. I I just need to let everyone know. I've been trolling this entire time. I really we need the YouTube up because I I've been trolling this whole time just trying to get you, triggered. <laughs> if you guys saw my face, I'm literally about to break this computer, bro, and that camera. No. <laughs> but with that being said, any last thoughts? No, no, no. We 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 we've been doing last thoughts on just triggering you this whole time. We can close it. <laughs> This, I hate is the you. Only thing, this is the only I'm, thing that's gonna get us through this tr- the, through the trenches right now. <laughs> the only thing I hate more than you right now is Jorginho. Anyways, I I, I hate Arsenal. I I, I hate Jorginho more, more than I hate Arsenal. Never mind, that's a stretch. You know what? Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna take that back. No, but no, it doesn't make my 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 team. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us on the Final Whistle Podcast. Please remember to follow us at the Final Whistle Podcast on Instagram. New logo up, by the way. Check that out. Uh, the Final Whistle. 2022 on TikTok. Please let us know if you're. Please let us know if you're enjoying our reel, our reels, and the final whistle. Replace the e at the end with a ten on Twitter. 
and the Final Whistle Football Podcast on YouTube. I am your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrew. Please, please, Chelsea, get better. Take some of the things that we've said, apart from especially the one about number five, and use it to help the club get better. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys on the flip. (laughs) 